Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. of Start, Scale, Succeed. And today I'm joined by Kate Roth, the founder of Wild Source Skin Care, a brand that has ritual and meditation at its core. Thank you very much for joining me today, Kate. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, we were just talking before we started recording about, about family and balancing a business and all that kind of thing. But before we go through the rest of the podcast, can you talk a little bit about how you started the brand and, and why? Yeah, so Wild Source, I started in 2017. I had a background in beauty and skincare, aromatherapy, and I wanted something that would feed my skin that also felt luxury. At the time, just before I started and launched Wild Source, I was using uh, mainly oils, but where I was able to buy my skincare from were, it, it was Um, whole food shops and places like Holland and Barrett and for me it didn't feel luxurious it didn't feel like something I was proud to have in my bathroom or in my bedroom Mm -hmm. Uh, but kind of more high street and mainstream brands I wasn't able to put on my skin without having some kind of adverse effect reaction eczema flare up Um, so it was really about creating selfishly something for myself that I felt looked beautiful that did the job that I needed it to do I knew from the outset that the brand needed to be vegan, organic, as natural as possible. And I had very clear vision on the branding and and what I wanted it to look and feel like. Um, So we started in 2017 and I launched with four products. Uh, I I launched with cleansing oil, a night oil, a daytime oil and a mask. And that was purely because I really wanted to have those bathroom heroes covered, those everyday essentials cupboard um and also I think I wanted it was really important for me to be taken seriously as a skincare brand so I didn't want to have loads of SKUs and I didn't want to have bath and body straight away I wanted to focus on very high performance botanicals within your everyday routine so that's where we started um a little bit later on we then launched the bath and body we also launched uh, launched harmony oil um which is another face oil and it kind of yeah it went from there and just on the products then, so with the cleansing, the daytime, nighttime oil, what skins are they suitable for? Every skin. That was the whole point. Yeah. My my skin um, at its core is very sensitive, eczema prone, um, really all over the place. And it was really unpredictable uh, for the first few years of sort of going into teenage life, mm-hmm. particularly. I was on steroid cream for my eczema. Every time I came off the steroid cream, the eczema would come back up. I was left with hyperpigmentation. There wasn't a solution for me that worked that was sustainable because the only thing that was working at the time were the steroids, right? But I didn't want 
to be on steroids also there's only so much time you can be on a course of steroids for before they take you off um so it was it was really yeah it was definitely it had to be for everybody it had to be for you know suitable for very sensitive types which was me um and I think also it's it's different now but I mean you still have some difficulty convincing people around to using oils if they've got say acne skin acne prone skin or you know people are wary of oils right so I I knew I needed to have a range that was suitable for everyone that would work for the majority of skin types Mm. so that was yeah that was very very important when doing all the formulations I think I've used nighttime oils before and sometimes not necessarily it's the daytime ones because I would be worried that they'd leave my skin too greasy or if I tried yeah, sure. or something like that, that that it would slide off but so if you launched the brand in 2017 we're now in 2022 and you've recently had a baby mm-hmm. how has the brand grown over these last few years it's changed dramatically really I think that the core values and the ethos is the same the pillars have been tweaked slightly obviously we we um introduced meditation mm-hmm. which was a very sort of personal part of my life and how I live my life that I wanted to seamlessly intertwine with the business as an additional skincare step mm-hmm. um so so we've we've introduced the meditations I think you know with time and growth you're your brand changes, right? You, I'm not the same person that I was in 2017 when I launched. So much has happened and naturally you progress and so does your brand. So lots has changed. Obviously we have some, some new products, some new retailers. The core of Wild Source will always be high performance products merged with meditation. That's who we are. And it will always now, I think, just be building on that. And touching on the meditation then, how did that come about bringing those two together so I have always meditated I say always I've meditated for about 12 years now um and it is a very solid tool that I reach for every day um meditation and yoga practice was something that I did a lot when I was scaling the business when I sort of we started we started working with a PR agency and it seemed as though over the course of six months although it felt like six days everything ramped up so quickly Mm -hmm. and at this point it was 2018 and at this point I was making the product in my dining room sending all the orders doing the website I had no budget for anything really I had no budget for staff anyway so um we were we were working part-time with this PR agency and dramatically orders started going up and then we had some interest from Soho House Mm -hmm. um and and that was kind of a bit of a tipping point for Wild Source. At that point, everything that I did to be able to run the business smoothly and successfully and calmly went on the back burner because I had no time for anything other than fulfilling orders, sorting out the website, working with retailers. So it was very quickly, um, you know, just about Wild Source and not about me anymore. And I got really stressed. My meditation, yoga, socializing, everything was just kind of shelved so that I could do this. And my skin, you know, went to pot again. And I think it was at that moment where I realized, you know, I, I got quite upset and stressed with the fact that I'm selling a skincare product 
who would buy a skincare product from someone that has, you know, skin, my skin, the eczema had flared up. It was really oversensitive. I had red patches, rosacea. It was just, it was a mess. Um, and, you know, when you're going to meet a PR agency and you're going to meet press and all of that side of stuff was so new to me, I'd not done anything. So it was just kind of cycle of stress, skin flaring up, more stressed about it. It was a nightmare. Um, and I, I said, right, I don't have time to do my yoga anymore. I don't have time really to do anything. But what I can do is put my meditation within my skincare because I, I you know, I take my makeup off every day. I practice skincare rituals every day. Let yeah. me just put 10 minutes of meditation, stack it into that daily habit that I do. Um, and my skin, my skin cleared up within about three weeks. But the other thing was that I was able to then manage the stress of the, of the business scaling. And, and I was able to feel, feel into things more and, and, and tune into things so much more that I had sort of had to block out because I was so stressed. So the meditation, yeah, not only cleared my skin up, but I was able to function far better. Um, so it was kind of at that point where I realized, okay, I'm not the only one that feels a level of stress. And I'm not the only one that, you know, doesn't have time to meditate. Yeah. We all do have time, but it's just making that time. And I think when it's a new habit, we have with all the best intention, we, we download the apps, we look at the YouTube videos and we try to implement something like meditation. And if it's a new habit, eventually it just kind of slips off and, and, you know, for whatever reason, but stacking something new, i.e. meditation onto something that you already do every day, you're far more likely to keep that habit up. So that was kind of where that idea was born. It was, it was personal experience and, you know, a, I would say a slow light bulb moment because it wasn't instant. It was, it was more gradual, but I thought, first it was a glimmer switch. Yeah. It was like a dimmer switch. Um, but it was, yeah, it was definitely, okay. I know that people would benefit from this. And yeah. I know that, it, it, you know, from my own experience, this works with my skin. Like my, it, the proof was in the pudding, like my skin was transformed. And over the course of maybe two months of consistent meditation practice within my skincare, I, it was back to normal. My skin was happy, glowing, healthy. I wasn't breaking out and it was much more predictable, Um, so yeah, that's where the meditations came about. And you talked about PR then and working with a PR agency and that helped really things started working or really moving from there. What would you, would you say have been your milestone moment so far or your pinch me moment for the brand? Wow. There's been a few. Definitely. I think we did a press breakfast in 2018 or it might've been 2019, definitely way, way, way pre-COVID. And I sat in a room full of press in this unreal apartment um, and talked through the products. And we led a sound bowl morning meditation on this top floor. It's a beautiful apartment in King's Cross. And um, yeah, I then sat in a room full of press and talked through my brand while they all sat and listened. And it was bizarre. When I tell you, it was it was like an out of body experience before I, before we did it, because the, the breakfast started about half eight. So I'd been up since about five, yeah. <laughs> um, dressing the apartment and panicking. And, you know, it was, it was a mad experience. That would probably be the first time where I felt 
like wow this is really real and I'm really so far out of my comfort zone yet this feels completely right um and then I think it has to be liberty right and and that that partnership was amazing still is amazing um going into liberty seeing the products in store then doing the advent calendar I know um, which is amazing congratulations yeah. on that and how did liberties come about how did that wholesale partnership um and that retail partnership come about uh, persistence <laughs> persistence is key with buyers I think that is the main the main takeaway if I could give any advice it would be you just have to be persistent it's not always a no it's not it's maybe just a not right now and if it is a no they're probably not the right retailer for you um let me how many times did you get in touch with liberties before it was a yes oh embarrassing um maybe like 15 I would say between 15 and 20 emails of of not even one response yeah you know you kind of get to the point where you're like this is you know borderline embarrassing that I'm going to send another chaser and you kind of run out of Hi, just um, following up on the above. Yeah, just pushing yeah. this to the top of your inbox. You run out of excuses, but you have to, you know, I knew that Liberty, I, I think in my core, Liberty were always the the, the, the retailer that I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. And they aligned so well with WildSource. And I, I knew because I had no doubt that they were the right fit for us and we were the right fit for them, I persisted. If I had an inkling that, you know, maybe they're not the right and maybe, yeah. maybe it wouldn't fit and I can kind of see why the buyers aren't responding, I probably would have left it. But I knew it was I knew it was right. So I I was like a dog with a bone, yeah. So when you got that reply, when you saw whoever at liberty.com, yeah. what did you do? Uh, it was so it was Christmas it was COVID Christmas so it was like the first week of December Mm -hmm. um and I got a reply with a meet you know one of the the head buyer Sarah amazing lovely woman um responded with oh hey do you know what she'd actually dm'd me I think the week before and said hi Kate I owe you an email so sorry I haven't responded and I nearly just died on the spot um and I think a week after that she then sent me an email with you know her sort of other head buyer that she works with very closely Hannah they got in touch and said let's just book a meeting for next week so frantically, I'm then sending products immediately to them and freaking out really kind of this is what I'd been waiting for. But then as soon as I as soon as the meeting was there, I'm thinking, OK, now I need to have like an incredible pitch. I need to have, you know, I need to be able to uh, answer any question that they ask me, which I was quite confident in, because I think when it's your brand, you're able to answer those questions. But, yeah, we had a meeting right before Christmas and I was really set up to, you know, I was going in there as if I had to convince them, you know, I had to really sell the brand and sell the product and, you know, um, kind of show off with all the research I'd done about Liberty. But it was it was as if they, well, they'd already decided that they wanted it. It was more of a kind of friendly chat. It was so chilled and lovely and they made me feel so comfortable and welcome and they were they were very warm. And it was, yeah, that was it. So I they sent me a PO a week later and we went in, I think, in January and, and that was it. It was incredible. <laughs> and you do therapy you do um treatments there as well okay yeah we have a residency at liberty where we we offer treatments and facials yeah which is again another sort of pinch me moment that we're in this very iconic 
space um, in the Queen Mary room. It's beautiful. And we're able to offer a treatment that's never been done at Liberty before. You know, we we bring in our facialist, Nicole, and, you know, give a beautiful facial that's bookended with meditation, which again is so important to me that we're able to offer that level of experience. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, the partnership with Liberty is honestly just a dream. And obviously then you're in the beauty calendar this year, which I have yeah. my calendar. It's arrived. I've not opened it yet. I'm saving it for my, my birthday is December 1st. So I'm saving it. To- oh, what a nice birthday present. I know. I, I, yeah. I've for the past couple of years. And how did, so when the email came through about that, Hi, Kate, we'd like to put you in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was the year before that I pitched Wild Source for the advent calendars, but they'd already decided. I didn't really, again, like so early on, you don't realize how how advanced everything is. So they'd done, they'd sorted the advent calendars. Um, but I pitched Wild Source and you know they were really nice, but they were like, look, we've we've got everything for the advent calendar sorted already. So I knew that this year, the the year after, um, we had a good shot at going in, particularly because I think the first year of that relationship with Liberty, I did everything that I could to support. And I think when you're a a new brand, a relatively unknown brand going into an iconic retailer like Liberty, it's really key that you show willing and support that you want this to be a success you're not just gonna put your brand in and forget about it and you're on to the next one I really wanted to cultivate a relationship with Liberty and make sure that they knew I was invested and that I would do everything I could to to drive our customers there so we did Sarah Coonan's um beauty edit kit earlier on in the year we did that in September last year and any kind of beauty incentives or, or talks or anything that we could do and get involved with. I really, I was very present for that and I really wanted to be a part of that. So then when it came to the advent calendars this year, um, yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard. I mean, it was, it was just kind of, it felt because it felt right. It, it flowed yeah. with ease. Um, and I put it out there to the universe the year before I had the advent calendar and I put miracle oil in one of the drawers and took a picture of it. Um, and I said, you know, this is, this will happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but this will happen. And it will be miracle oil because that is our hero product. It's the first product that I formulated. It has to be this. And, uh, yeah. And the April after, um, that was when we when we sorted it all out and and it was a done deal in the calendar and then I had to fathom how I was going to logistically get together that amount of units of, of miracle oil and get it to them in time that's a whole other story but yeah we did it and it was amazing and how, just out of how many can you share how many was ordered I don't know if I'm allowed to oh, don't worry that's but fine. it was a lot it was it was the most we've ever created by tens of thousands amazing yeah it was a lot do you, do you, I mean, those kind of things, I mean, like you said, so House Liberties, I know you're in Harrods as well. And we'll mm. talk about wholesale, um, a little bit more about wholesale in a minute. Um, do you stop and celebrate the wins? I try to now more, definitely. I think it's so important that you do because you have this, you you have these retailers or you have these these goals or milestones or whatever pinned wherever, mentally or, you know, on a vision board. And the journey of getting there is is often bumpy for one and not straightforward and the first couple of years of of milestones for wild source I just kind of 
it's like tick okay what we're doing now yeah and and you really have to I think also when you don't have a big team there's no one really to celebrate with other than yourself and unless you have lots of friends within your industry that get it and they understand the work that it's taken to get to that point it kind of goes people are proud and they're excited for you but it kind of falls on deaf ears and it's not as uh, it's not as much of a thing but now I definitely celebrate the wins the advent calendar you know is major and I I'm very proud that I I got that sorted I was I'd just given birth to Len when we were doing all of that so I had Lenny in January and we had to get everything to the warehouse, I think in March or April. So like the most sleep deprived I've ever been, the most confused about life in general. (laughs) I had a new baby. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, And to sort, you know, logistically get that amount of product for such a huge, like the the work that goes into the advent calendar is unreal you know it's it's such a huge monumental um moment for them as a retailer so I had to get it right and I did it and it was amazing and then you kind of forget about it until the advent calendars go live in September and it was yeah it was it's very cool so I try to celebrate them as much as I can and just touching on PR again for a sec because I know for some small businesses you started in 2017, you started using PR in 2018 or or from the beginning? 2018, yeah. We had just about enough budget between me paying myself a very small wage and sort of spare money to work part-time with a PR agency. Because I think some some product owners don't do the PR side because they, mm-hmm. they don't feel they're going to get the return or whatever. But obviously for you, though, it was instrumental in mm-hmm. the growth of your brand. Would you recommend, would you definitely recommend then working with with a PR agency or working with on PR? I don't know that? if I would now okay. because maybe back then, but I think PR is so different now than what it was five years ago. It, it You don't necessarily get the same return that, that what you know particularly for the amount I spent on PR in 2017 versus what I'd have to spend now to get the same that in in that sort of infancy of the business there's no way that I would have got that I would get that now so I don't know that I would recommend I think PR is great but I think there's so many steps that you have to do before you then outsource PR um, for you to actually get maximum on your on your investment you know mm-hmm. there's a lot I think there's a lot that you can do yourself in terms of cultivating community sending yeah. dms you know really there's a lot of of storytelling that you can do yourself before working with PR and I think also you have to you have to be realistic with your expectation you know how much you're spending versus how much you're going to get out of it it's not and- a magic wand it's not a magic wand and like with with all relationships you have to there's a there's a really long period of time where you need to warm up to each other not just press journalists bloggers you know as your community and your customer base as well I think it's really lots of people and brands probably waste a lot of money I know I did at times waste a lot of money thinking that you know having a gift guide mention or a you know, a, a very small mention somewhere either in, in print or online is going to, you know, somehow overnight change your business. And it doesn't. It's time and your own authenticity and transparency that is, I think, more valuable. And visibility as well, making sure that you're... For sure, in- yeah. And so, obviously, Stockton Liberty, Stockton Soho House, Stockton Harrods. Yeah. Um, how soon did you start wholesaling? 
Um, so not that soon, really. I think we were 18 months in before we went, we actually went into Soho House. And part of the reason for that is I wanted to, we're a Bristol, a, a Bristol growing brand. And it was very important for me that although beauty is very London centric, I wanted to solidify myself here first. And it was really important for me that, you know, with lots of indie um, retailers in Bristol, I wanted to celebrate that side of, of Bristol. And, and we're so lucky that we have such a rich um, and, and diverse range of retailers here. And I wanted to celebrate that first. So I didn't go straight to the big retailers. I went to, and, and you know, even sort of six, eight months in it took, but I went to um, just independent retailers here with literally a box of products. It was so, you know, I would never do that now. And I would never, I would not recommend doing that, but, you know, carting around a box of product, like an Avon lady selling, selling door to door almost to retailers. Um, and I did sale or return. I did, I did anything that I could for Bristol visibility. And the other reason for that was I really, I didn't feel confident enough going into retailers before I knew exactly who my customer was, because then how can I, how can I go to a retailer and research who their customer is and and have a very clear idea of their own customer profile without knowing my own, Mm -hmm. because then I wouldn't know if it would fit or not. So I focused on collecting as much data on our own customers as I could first so that I knew that when I did approach retailers, you know, I I knew it would align. Great. And we first met at Half Bakes event in London, yeah, uh, where you were on a, a guest on a panel there. And we were talking about mindset and rituals. And what's your non-negotiable from a personal point of view and a business point of view? Uh, personal, this, this definitely overlaps, personal and business is my meditation practice within skincare, because I can't, I can't run my business to full capacity with a a happy and healthy mindset if I don't meditate. I also can't be a very great mum, partner, friend, you know, kind to myself if I don't meditate. So that is definitely, you know, that overlaps both. Um, I think personal life, having a baby has made me so much more aware that time is like my most precious thing that I have. Whereas before I, I... always would dig a bit deeper and just do a bit more and not really care so much because it's only time right so it doesn't it doesn't matter but now time is so precious so I think personal life business life would be being very clear with when I'm working and when I'm with my daughter or with my family or you know not working um and making sure that that crossover doesn't happen as much as it used to, you know, mm-hmm. previous to having Len, I would work if I needed to six, seven days a week, really long hours. And then someone would ask me to do an event or a panel and I would do it even though I'd not really slept or, and I felt like I had to say yes to every single opportunity. Yeah. Whereas before I don't have, now I don't have time to do that anymore, nor do I want to, because, yeah. you know, being more selective is really key to being able to manage my time and also do the things that I'm doing with my whole chest instead of Mm half-heartedly personal life the non-negotiable probably coffee now because I don't sleep (laughs) (laughs) and what's what's the wrong is there anything or what would be the one thing that you're stuck on in your business right now stuck on I think 
stuck wouldn't be the word that I would choose. It would be more, um, I think there's this uncomfortable space when you're growing into something bigger and when you're scaling. And I think the the sort of imposter syndrome in me and the the worry that I'm not growing quick enough or growing too fast. You know, I I, I have all of these hopes and dreams and wants for World Source for the brand as a founder, but there's always this space in between growing into that larger, bigger space where you feel uncomfortable. So I wouldn't necessarily say that stuck would be the word. It would be more that sort of yeah, that transitional time where you don't quite know, you know, you know that it's right, but you don't quite know if it's right for right now. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do it, you you also you wouldn't find out. So you kind of just have to do it. Yeah, you, know? you have to take that leap. Yeah, if that makes sense. What? Where do you see the brand going, or what's your what's your vision for the brand? I think I think for me, community is key for Wild Source, mm-hmm. and building on that and making sure that you know, we have got a real solid foundation of trust and loyalty with our customers, which we, which we, we've got amazing customers. Um, But building on that and, and, you know, bringing, I'd love to do retreats and I'd love to kind of really build on this 360 approach that, that we have and the experience. I think WildSource is such an experiential brand, a way of being able to experience in, in its sort of full glory is, is, experience and bringing everyone together so yeah yeah, retreats and I I love that we're able to give treatments and and sort of expanding into that space is definitely a priority for next year um but yeah I think just building on on this amazing community that we've got and continuing to to push the message of of meditation as a skincare step and education as well because people aren't going to do it unless they know why they're doing it and how to do it so yeah I think there's so much I think with skincare as well there's so many confusing messages you don't know really what to use with what because things can mess it up and you know which Mm -hmm. you know ingredient will just mess up if it's teamed with another ingredient kind of thing in terms of you know products might be all right individually but then you don't know what to use them with for sure or what what you know what orders to use them and I think we're just on this sort of consumer conveyor belt where you know we have a a skin condition that is either new or existing or old or whatever and we're sold a product that will fix and it's always it's topical treatments I think looking at what we can do internally you know has is far more valuable than just reaching for the next product launch which is probably the same as the last product launch they did but with a new label or a new active in it mm-hmm. and I coming from you know a ex complete skincare junkie where I would put everything on my skin and it would re it was so reactive and you know I'd really messed around with my skin barrier I knew that I had eczema and I knew that I had really sensitive skin but could not help myself with skincare and would try everything and anything because I just wanted nice products and I wanted nice skin. So I would just keep going until I found something. Um, And it's only when you then strip it back and look at understanding the skin to mind connection, understanding what is your actual skin type? What does my skin need? What's it lacking in? And I think part of, part of wild sources is that, you know, education and empowering our customer to make the right decisions 
you know, we're not saying just use wild source. You don't need anything else, but we're covering the skincare basics. And then it's up to you to make an educated decision on what you add in addition, if you want to do that, or ideally adding meditation and, and looking at the benefits that meditation can have on your skin when you use it for skincare. And what do you think has been your best investment in the business? An accountant. <laughs> Hands down, an accountant, a really good accountant, because because I'm I'm not an accountant. I'm you know that's someone else's career, and and, and I, I'm really strict with outsourcing stuff that I cannot do. I we we work with an amazing girl who does all of our creative socials, newsletters, marketing, because that's not my job. And I'm I'm gonna pick my battles and I can't what's the point of me sitting for two hours and trying to put together a newsletter when my two hours would be spent far better doing something else that I know how to do that comes naturally, flows to me easily. I think pick your battles, particularly when you're the founder and you're wearing so many hats already. If you can afford to outsource. I recommend it, but definitely an accountant. Best thing I've ever spent money on. Fantastic. I agree. I mean, well, I suppose it's knowing your weaknesses, isn't it? And knowing. Yeah, for sure. And finances and, you know, that can, it can, it can cause so much pressure if it's not quite right. You know, you can get yourself into cash flow situations. And so having that in a box somewhere, having that looked after by somebody yeah. else, fantastic. And to close on what, if you can, if you can share this, what's your big scary goal that you haven't told anyone? I think I just told you, didn't I? I want to do retreats. <laughs> I want I want to focus on building this community for WildSource. There's a few retail partnerships that we are sort of underway with that we'll announce next year. Um, and yeah, the, the goal is, is to have this kind of, experience for wild source where we we are all together and we can meditate and do skincare and have treatments and it's this wholesome lovely warm soft community where we've all got this amazing thing in common that we can kind of build on I think yeah that's that's the goal for us it's not it doesn't feel scary though because it feels like natural progression for us as as to where we're going anyway it's just I don't quite know how we'll get there at this moment in time, but we will get there. Yeah. I mean, the thing is you have it as a, a point on the horizon. You're, you know, you've achieved obviously so much and had it's onwards and upwards, isn't it really? So thank you so much for joining me today, Kate. I've loved listening to your journey, your story, your ethos behind the brand. And I can't wait to open up my Liberty's beauty calendar, beauty yes. calendar and, and try the product. So thank you so much. And where can people find you? Where can they shop Wild Source? Okay, so you can shop WildSourced on our fancy snazzy new website, actually, that's just gone live. Um, And that's wildsourced.co.uk, or you can obviously find us at Liberty, Harrods and Soho House. Um, And our treatments in Liberty are actually running throughout November, and then we're back in January. So just keep an eye on our socials, WildSourced Skincare. um, And I am Kate WildSource on Instagram too, but keep an eye on socials and we're always announcing more dates and, you know, events that we're putting on. So yeah, I think the best place to find us would be there. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to chat. And I'll be back again next week with another lovely guest. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review. And that's it from Start, Scale, Succeed today. Bye.